Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.com. Dot net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real, keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks, I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them, it's what's on them. Oh, yeah, I got on my smart ass undies. They're not just super comfy, they've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh, yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low-impact materials, so we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with Smart Ass Undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smart Ass Undies. Cheeky and comfy. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. So what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> I mean, what, what are we going to continue talking about on the mics now that we've been talking about all morning? Well, today we are going to talk about celebrity culture mm-hmm. and how it died of COVID. Uh, I mean, I best it's on a respirator right now with covid it's not dead which is yet. not funny that's not to make you know to poke fun at covid because covid is not funny no but but covid covid is is part of the story so why leave it out it it um it's kind of interesting how it's changing our culture in ways that we haven't maybe we haven't even examined yet and that's why we're doing this today because mm-hmm. this is something we've sort of been watching for a while I've always kind of been, I've always been very critical and cynical towards celebrity culture. Okay. Um, it's, uh, do you, do you remember sort of your first inkling of celebrity culture? Like, like wanting to be like celebrities like wanting to be like yeah like to have the things that they have yeah noticing Mm. wanting to have what they have look how they look do what they do go where they go 
that kind of thing. I mean, I wanted Han Solo's jacket from the original Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw Return of the Jedi. Did you want to be Han Solo? Mm, I had pajamas that look like his thing so i kind of was like <laughs> do you remember underoos did you ever have underoos no i did Do you know what underoos I, are? I do know what underoos are but i didn't for those of you that are too young to know underoos were like basically you know you can get underwear like this at any time now underoos were like underwear that looked like superhero yeah outfits yeah the costumes yeah that were underwear like they yeah. had superman and yeah. Wonder, like but okay. Anyway, sorry. I'll, so, I'll back so Han Solo was the first. I was like, I that's cool. <laughs> like, I remember seeing Return of the Jedi for my birthday in the theaters, mm-hmm. and everybody can do the math and figure out how old I am. But um, you're not saying how old you were when you saw it in the theater. Well, I you mean, could have been like three. It was the original release. <laughs> so, but yes, that's true. Um, and and I remember I remember in that movie because he's at his roguish best mm-hmm. in in that movie, and I was like, I want to be like that guy. Which I understand a character. I think even mm-hmm. now, people want to be like. Ford, but did you did you have any inkling of who Harrison no. Ford was? Or Not until I saw I like wanna... Indiana Jones, and I went, Oh, it's that guy again. Oh yeah, yeah, but You're like not, this guy's on a roll. Yeah, but I didn't have IMDb to be like, what movie have I seen that guy in before? You know, like oh, re- did you really like? Were you were just like he looks familiar? Didn't know that that was Han well. Solo? You had to rely on your like. Too world bad you didn't knowledge. have me when you were a kid because no. I would have been able to tell. I can recognize people like that's my jam at a hundred paces. Yeah, yeah, like when like when we were watching the Goldbergs oh yeah we were watching a Goldberg because I wanted to show you and there Tommy was this Lee like was sexy it. teacher yeah. in college and I'm like that's Amanda Cosgrove that's that's the factotum from School of Rock and you were like oh what <laughs> yeah she glowed up didn't <laughs> you, she yeah and you needed you felt like you needed a shower afterwards I think a little or, bit yeah but that but you had so this is why I'm saying like when was the first time you kind of became aware of like the people that played these characters and following their lives and kind of giving a shit what they did or who they were dating or that kind of stuff. Did you ever have that kind of? Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, being a little bit older than that, maybe nine or ten years old, and being in a grocery store Mm -hmm. and in the the supermarket checkout where they have all the magazines and stuff Mm -hmm. and seeing like, I mean, I don't know if like Us Weekly was around okay in the like 80s but it was something like but that. something like people magazine was sure people okay. time all the kind of stuff and newsweek whatever but and seeing and and they'd be like you know guess who's celebrity nose job and i was like i don't like so like oh like the inquirer probably that kind of stuff yeah. you know like just and it was like like gossip go- gossip mags about mm-hmm. celebrities mm-hmm. and that was kind of the first time i went like why do we like Give a People, shit. Yeah, I, I want my Archie comic. That's what I want. <laughs> right. Before going to the cottage. So I'd have something to read for the drive. I, right. But my mom would buy those kinds of magazines and mm-hmm. she would she would read that stuff. And my sisters have inherited that trait as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are they very, are they obsessed with like obs- like celebrity culture and Oh, yeah. Well, like one of my doing. sisters went on a cruise that was being hosted by a reality TV show. Oh, and yeah, not even like, right. not even like, not like the Kardashian reality TV show, which is dead now. Are we going to say what show it was? It's at one of these TLC shows. 
It wasn't 90 Day because we might actually be there. Oh, my but. God. I would still go on that cruise. <laughs> but but because you know what? I want my five minutes on the mat with Anfisa. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Yeah. I just. That'd be fun. But that, there's a few people that I would like to go a few rounds with. That would be so cool. So Anfisa is one of them. Who yeah. Else? I don't know. Is there a dude that I'd like to? Probably Mohammed. I'd like to like. Hmm? Yeah. Not, uh, not Colty? Oh, fuck that guy too, yeah. <laughs> His ass is grass on that cruise. On that cruise. But, uh, I, You know, what were you going to say? Sorry. So that was like, you know, you asked like when I noticed, I was like, this is, this is, seems strange. Right. But, but it never really was like put in front of me. Right. Until Paris Hilton got her TV show. Oh, Okay. And she really With wasn't. Richie. She really wasn't famous for anything except being rich. Yeah, because pretty. all those other gossip mags were talking about people who were famous for doing something or for like being rich or pretty or, or pretty or being models or being. What's that movie Lady Gaga stars. song? Which one? I'm blonde. I'm skinny. I'm rich. I am so fab. I think it's actually uh, who's the who's the blonde designer from Italy. The blonde designer from Italy. You know the. You know who I'm talking about. Donatella Versace. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think that's. I think it's called Donatella. I think that's what the song's called. Okay, I'm gonna make a yeah. note here. I think. I think actually it's interesting because that you had such a different experience from me because as a girl mm-hmm. growing up, I mean, my mother bought People magazine every week. Right. You talk about the grocery store checkout. Yep, yep. That was part of the grocery shop that every was the, week. It wasn't an accident that they put that shit there. No, no. It's no. it's like you're waiting in line. You don't have a phone mm-hmm. yet. So you need something to look at. And you start reading stuff and you're like, oh shit, like I'm going to have to buy this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was very aware of celebrity culture very early. Right. You know, and, and it's so funny that you talked about Han Solo's leather jacket like there was looks and clothes and where, where you think, I just want that. Right. And it just wasn't accessible to no. us as like mere mortals in the 70s and 80s. Right. And early 90s. You right? couldn't get was, on the internet and, and there would be a retailer that, retailer no. that you could go to. No. And I think it, it's, it's such an interesting thing. Like, you know, she also bought, my mother also bought Cosmo magazine. <laughs> every week cosmopolitan magazine yeah. every week and it that's so interesting because and that's you start to notice a shift in the celebrity culture okay because fashion magazines used to have fashion models on the front right they don't have fashion models anymore no, now they, they have celebrities right on the front right i remember talking about people magazine they used to come out with they still do i think the sexiest man alive they do um issue i don't know who that was for 2020 i don't even care are you gonna look that up i gotta know i it was brad pitt for a long time so a couple of times yeah yeah and george maybe clooney. once or twice george clooney matthew mcconaughey Tom i think Cruise. it's sexiest person now is it sexiest person i think so well you know they used to they also had an issue of the 50 most beautiful people that's yeah that's a, that's a bit weird uh, that- John Legend picks Jason Momoa. Oh, I agree. Thanks, John Legend. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, they're doing poll. They haven't announced it yet. I oh, think they haven't announced no, it yet. No, I think they're going to announce it. Uh, uh. I think they're going to announce it at the end of the year. Because <laughs> we need that shit. Right. But this is the thing is that um, it's such an interesting thing that's evolved over the last like 30 or 40 years, yeah. I think, where it used to be sort of a just an interesting distraction. Right. And what it's morphed into is something a lot more prescriptive, right? We look to celebrities to tell us what to wear, mm-hmm. where to go, how to be, What's cool. how to do our makeup. And, and you know, I think, I think that the difference very much has been the availability, like the like internet, the like yeah. the internet was huge and social media was even bigger. Right. And so now it's morphed from pure admiration of these celebrities and the lifestyles that they had and they were sort of aspirational. And then you have the internet and social media and now all of a sudden it's so accessible to us. Well, I think I think Paris Hilton's show and then later the Keeping Up with the Kardashians gave you access to these celebrities. Like previously it was only... Ha- how, whatever the paparazzis could capture or what they wanted you or to know or what they wanted you to know and and then when these reality shows kind of hit right then now you had you had behind the scenes kind of access to them and then with Instagram and Twitter now they're just talking to you directly and, and i think that's a huge point yeah. is that you have direct access to people i mean it's very one sided well i mean this is the thing like most of these big celebrities have social media managers they're not it's not even them that are doing it that are responding or posting or anything like that like most people that are that big have they got someone they have someone yeah which sounds like a cool job i'm not gonna lie to you it sounds exhausting if that's your only job yeah but it's exhausting like these people that have millions of followers the amount of work it takes to cultivate a small following it's a full-time job yeah, I don't know. That's 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 staring into the little black mirror a lot. <laughs> it is uh. a lot. But this is, you know, and that's the thing. I think, you know, as as a as a distraction and as entertainment, I don't that's not really a problem. It's not okay. what has become more insidious over the last couple of decades or so is sort of the way we treat celebrities like they know more than we do. Right, because they're celebrity, they their their knowledge is what we should be listening to. Right, because they have you, they Paltrow. have kind of reached the pinnacle of of what we imagine in our culture. Right. They're rich, they're famous, they're beautiful, they're have all the opportunities. They're famous. And so it's like, well, I want to know what they do so that I can, if I do the things that they do and emulate that, I can have that too. Jade Yoni eggs. Right. And so then, and and that is when I think it becomes dangerous. Right. So when you're listening to Jenny McCarthy. Oh, that's right. She, the, I, I think that might be the first celebrity of the platform that mm. did like a social issue. Did that blow your mind a little bit? Yeah. You kind of turned your head like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah. I forgot about now, that. Now, Jenny McCarthy, why was she famous? She was a Playboy centerfold. Okay. So she was hot. 
Was she the one that married a rich old dude? Or was that no, that was Nic- um, Anna Nicole, Anna Nicole Smith. Smith. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, but Jenny McCarthy was, was a Playboy, a Playboy playmate? centerfold. Okay. Playmate. Hot blonde yeah, chick. Yeah, you're blonde, typical American blonde yeah. beauty, right? And she had a son who had autism. Okay. And she became this sort of poster woman for the anti-vaxxer movement yeah that vaccines cause autism that vaccines cause autism based on on the refuted and withdrawn lancet study yes that was poorly done and turns out to be unreplicable and therefore no one else can 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 verify the claims made in it the problem is celebrity is so much sexier than science yeah. Unless we're talking about Bill Nye, who's sexy as fuck in my book. <laughs> I'm just saying. And of course, my favorite scientist, you. Well, thank you. Dante is my sexiest scientist. <laughs> thank you. You're blushing. Uh, well, nobody's ever said that before. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they will now. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it was it was such a shock to me that someone who has absolutely no training or education or experience with this type of science was just kind of throwing it out there well i read a couple of articles and i've decided that vaccinations caused my son's autism and i'm gonna cure this shit with the proper diet and everybody was like yeah well yeah she must know because she's hot and she's famous and she's rich and she's married to jim carrey or she was for a little while right and and that was the first time I was kind of like, what the fuck is happening? But you know, the narrative of that story of hers was that the medical industry, big pharma, mm-hmm. is misleading you. Right. And I'm speaking this truth mm-hmm. that nobody else knows because they're suppressing this. Right. And the, 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 the scientist behind the paper that was refuted... That was just more fuel to the fire of his, you know, his truth being suppressed. And you fast forward, what, 15, 20 years later? And, and here we are. And, and you know, in the United States, that's not a bug. That's a feature being a, quote, outsider to the political system. Right. And you end up with a president like they've had from 2016 to 2020. And who knows, maybe longer. We're right on the cusp. We don't know. We don't know yet. (laughs) We don't know yet. But but this is the thing, you know, that gives rise to the idea of the Google expert. Right. Yeah. Five minutes of Google research and now you're an expert on on whatever. On whatever, right? On epidemiology. And this is the thing. This is one of the things, like we're seeing the fallout of that right now with COVID where people are like, oh no, they're lying. I actually had my own mom yesterday Mm -hmm. give me the side eye because i was reading her statistics from our provincial website provincial ministry of health website yes and she was like oh you're gonna believe that as opposed to where did your information come from yeah like i was just like what do you mean like where did that suspicion and distrust and disdain come from and i feel like a lot of it comes from the rise of the celebrity culture as far as them knowing more than we do and knowing more than scientists do and knowing more than professionals do. And it's because we 
we have these, we put so much emphasis and so, so much value in sort of empty value, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like money and fame. Mm-hmm. And like, how many fucking after school specials do we have to see to understand that fame and money and, and notoriety is not the key to a no. happy life? No. But and, a lot of people aspire to that. Right. Every but, every TLC reality show is that. But that brings us to this point, this tipping point. In March of 2020. In March of 2020, where the world shuts down and the welcome and slow death of celebrity culture <laughs> begins. <laughs> and what starts to happen, Dante? Well, people, (laughs) people start, you know, you get these celebrities who are using their platform Mm -hmm. to try and, and tell the rest of us what to do. Well, to push a message. Right. Overwhelmingly, we're all in this together. (laughs) Yes. You know, in terms of like solidarity for support of the lockdowns and things like that to Mm -hmm. try and Mm -hmm. flatten the curve. Sure. And then people are seeing them posting these messages and their personal messages. Sometimes they're not wearing makeup. They're in their own homes. They're doing all these things. Yet their homes are like palatial mansions <laughs> with staff or you have people like um, uh, oh Matt, my goodness, Damon? Matt Damon. I was like Matthew Broderick. It wasn't no, 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 no. Matt Damon. Who is stuck in a lockdown in Ireland. Stuck, big air quotes. Well, he was filming a movie or something. And so he had his wife and his kids and had um, some tutors because the kids were like on location with Mm -hmm, him. mm -hmm. And they they had a very strict lockdown. You couldn't go more than like a couple of kilometers away from your house. You were being fined or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he had this like irish castle that he was living in and he's talking about extensive grounds yeah and 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 he's talking about he's talking about how like you know homeschooling man like that's really tough like the rest of the world was doing because all the schools were shut Uh and then people are like but dude you have tutors like professional educators yeah who are with what's so fucking tough about that in in a giant mansion yeah like go fuck yourself matt damon you know and then like and and ellen quotes this thing about so hard like oh my god you know it's like this is like being in prison except everyone's not a lesbian here right and people are like what (laughs) like god and 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 it sounded to a lot of people that they were looking for sympathy like oh we know it's tough and the vast majority of the rest of the world was like i would fucking kill to be in your situation right and this is the thing is that I think what's happened is that people are starting to understand how out of touch Mm -hmm. that celebrity lifestyle is. There's no connection to reality. No. And the idea that, come on, guys, like we're all in this together, like we're all in the same boat. No, fucking Matt Damon Mm -hmm. and Gal Gadot and Ellen DeGeneres. We're not in the same boat. We're in the same storm. Yeah. But you're on a fucking 150 foot yacht and I'm in a fucking rowboat. (laughs) That's leaking. You know, like people were losing their jobs. People Mm -hmm. in the United States, 
um, where their health care was tied to their jobs. Right. So, so now they job. have no job, yeah. no health care. We are on the verge of an eviction wave. Right. Heading into winter. Right. With no slowing down of this pandemic. Yeah. In fact, it looks like it's ramping up a little bit. Everybody's going yep. back into lockdown. England's yep. just England's going back into lockdown. England just announced a bunch of countries in Europe are in lockdowns right? for two weeks, four weeks, whatever. Yeah. And this idea of being in this palatial mansion with your eighteen bathrooms and your pool and your spa and your staff and and the rest of us are going, um, fuck you. I remember being in March and we were we were quarantining quarantining together yes because we you had just were my quarantine you were thank you we had just returned from overseas yes because we were in South Africa when all of this stuff happened <laughs> and yes. and we kind of got our food and just yep. hold up for a while yep and I remember and I'm not a celebrity I'm not famous I don't have staff or a mansion but I remember feeling so incredibly grateful to have a house mm -hmm. with multiple rooms mm -hmm. and a backyard, although it was too cold to really do anything. Yeah. And I'm looking at these people who are living in cities like Toronto, who are living in these shoebox condos. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't even have balconies. Right. And they were like effectively confined to these quarters. Like 300 square feet. Yeah. For, yeah. you know, five, six days a week and only went yeah. out to go get groceries. Right. And you're like, how long? Like... That is a real struggle. Mm -hmm. And then in the meantime. Not a mansion. In the meantime with, I mean, and this is the thing. We're all bitching and moaning. We're, even, you know, a lot of us are lucky enough to have Netflix. Right. And warm, a warm living room. Yeah. If we're lucky enough to have that, we're watching things like Filthy Rich, the Jeffrey Epstein story. <laughs> and looking at this fucking guy yeah. who it's like. Are these the people that we're that we are emulating right. and and admiring? Yeah. Are these rich, powerful pieces of shit that are just doing whatever they want to people that don't have money or power? And we're watching the Fire Festival documentary hmm. where people spent thousands and thousands of dollars to party on an island with models and yeah. influencers yeah. and and they got royally fucked oh my god the fire documentaries are amazing and where the fuck is jaw rule where's <laughs> jaw rule where's that guy he's gone That's right where he is um or the goop lab oh my goodness on netflix which by the way i just wanted to take this opportunity to say that there was a phenomenal Documentary series. Yes, by a Canadian academic. By a Canadian academic, Timothy Caulfield. We love you. We love you. The User's Guide to Cheating Death. Great title. And it was a an expose documentary series on the wellness industrial complex, mm -hmm. which is basically only successful at separating you from your money. The money in your wallet. Yeah. And could at the worst could cause a lot of damage and that was bumped off of netflix to make room for gwyneth paltrow's goop lab right. which is a pseudoscience a series of hunks of shit 
about how to achieve wellness. <laughs> how the fuck? Who the fuck is Gwyneth Paltrow? Does she have DR in front of her name? Does she have PhD after her name? No. She's in fucking Iron Man, which great movies. Purple but Pot, I would rather fantastic. listen to Martin Downey or, or Robert Downey Jr.'s <laughs> ideas on how to live a good life yep. rather than her. No is a complete answer. He is my hero with that. Iron Man is my hero with that mm-hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. No is a complete answer. That has problem, probably improved my life more than a fucking jade egg up my vag. Yep. Oh, and also, do not steam your vag ever. No. 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 And you can Dr. burn yourself. Dr. Jen Gunter uh, has talked about that. On the user's guide to cheating death. Oh, that's right. She was on there, wasn't yes. she? Yes. And yeah. that's where we met her first. And that was bumped off of Netflix to make room for that because Timothy Caulfield has also written a book called Is Gwyneth Paltrow Wrong About Everything? Oh, man. And it's basically about celebrities doling out health advice, right. fitness advice, wellness advice, which they are frightfully unqualified. Yep. To give. Yeah, their only qualifications are that they they have a platform. Right. Yeah. And this is the thing. This is what irritates the shit out of me. As someone who has a degree in kinesiology mm-hmm. and knows actually quite a bit about how the human body works. Yes. You can comment on this. And it used to irritate the shit out of me. Yeah. Because I, um, in my work, I spend time with a lot of young women mm-hmm. who think that these celebrities know they shit know that shit. they don't know. Yeah. And it it is irresponsible at its best and dangerous at its worst. But the thing is, is that all of this kind of advice and hawking products and all that kind of shit because of because of social media and mm-hmm. because of the internet, it's additional income streams for these celebrities. Yeah. Well, people have realized that having an Instagram account with a couple of million followers mm-hmm. can be monetized and make you a lot of money. And if yeah. you're a celebrity, that just adds to your bottom line. Absolutely. Whether you buy it or not. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, you brought up the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which I'm proud to say I have never watched a single yeah, never, episode. I know it exists. And I know that I've, I've read lots of like articles and things talking about it, but I've never actually seen an episode. My son's um, quote of famous, like, I don't know what's famous to them, I guess, a quote from that show where Kim is really upset because she's lost one of her diamond earrings in the ocean. Okay. She's freaking out. And one of her sisters, I have no idea, is like, people are dying, Kim. <laughs> and it's funny to listen to a giant ginger 19-year-old do that impression. Do that, do that impression. I've never seen it, and I don't care to see it, because his his impression of it is enough for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen a single episode of that. Yeah. And now it's been canceled. It has. And I... After, I, like, a... It was, like... It was, like, what, 17 years? 17 seasons or something Something crazy. like that. Crazy. And that is kind of evidence that... No one gives a shit. No. About your amazing life. And you know, there's a new season of uh David Letterman. My guest needs no introduction. My next guest needs no yes. introduction. Yeah. We have yet to watch it together and I 
make my solemn vow to you at this moment that I won't cheat on you with that series. Oh, wow. You're really looking at me intently. Well, because I, I feel like I've heard those words before. <laughs> and then I come and find out that on the Netflix queue that you're seven episodes into something we said we were going to watch. Like what? Uh, what did I say I would watch with you that I didn't? No. We're not did gonna... I cheat on you with The Good Place? No. No. Did I cheat awesome. on you with Game On? Yes. No, I didn't. I didn't watch Game On with you, without you. Connected? I'm sorry. Was it Connected? What was the one with I the watched, ayahuasca trip? I watched half Unwell. 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 There we go. <laughs> I did cheat on you with that. Yes. I rest my case. You have no case. Oh, I believe I, don't, I just I don't watch I... 90 Day Without You. <laughs> I don't want... You watch all this shit... This is the thing. You watch all this shit that I'm not interested in and you go, look at me. And all the stuff that I'm interested in, you're interested in too. I am hogtied on Netflix because... You can watch all the true crime you want (laughs) and then tell me about it. Watch American Murder. Don't watch American Murder. It is so well done. No, it is fucking awful. It's it's fucking awful, but it's... it's If you want to see well done awfulness, watch (laughs) that show. It sounds horrific. And that's why I watched, you're right, that's why I watched True Crime Without You because you, there you don't go. want to see it. So, but, nine, but uh, you know, I just find like, you know, they are, they're overstepping their role at this mm-hmm. point, you know, they're there to entertain, they're there to, I guess, I guess if you're unhappy with yourself to give you something to aspire to. I, I, I don't know. Do but, you really want to? No, but this is the thing. I think with COVID, it's demanded that people take stock of what's actually important right and what they're realizing is that celebrities are very fucking not important important. yeah we we can very much live without yeah because what do they have to offer us at this point right like they're not going to events anymore no so we don't give a fuck so we We don't don't care what they're wearing we don't care about what they're wearing we don't care you know i think I think what happens is that the celebrities that we care about now are the ones that actually have something to say. Right. And something of value above and beyond, look how pretty I am and look how much money I've got and feel sorry for me being locked down in my fucking compound You know, like if we're looking at evidence that no one gives a shit anymore, let's take, for example, Ellen's apology. Now, okay, so why did Ellen have to apologize for anything? Well, this is the thing, you know, for a long time, we've kind of felt like we've cheered for Ellen. She was the queen of nice, right? That was her title. She was the queen of nice. Self-proclaimed. And she went through... You know, she came out very publicly yep. at a time when that was not an easy thing to do. She lost her sitcom because of it. Yep. And then and then got her talk show. Yes. And she did her little dance and yep. all the things. Wearing her sneakers and, mm-hmm. and pantsuits and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And what emerged during COVID, I wonder if that came out like right before COVID or kind of during COVID. It was during COVID. And her, one of her shitty, her shitty, like we're all in it together stuff came <laughs> out during COVID. Right. And then I feel like over the summertime, it came out. So one of her, a few of her staffers came forward. Like a bunch of them came forward. And was like, she's a horrible person. Yeah. Like would scream at people. Just dress, dress make down. Make them everybody. cry. Yeah. Just treat people that aren't celebrities 
like shit. And what was worse is that this was known by the like producers on the show and they managed, they didn't do anything about Ellen. They just managed the people that were hurt by the shit that she did. And so they were complicit in it effectively. And you know what's interesting? Um, Another amazing um, podcast, if you never listened to it, is The Flagrant 2. They they actually I watched a little clip um, on on YouTube about like why why she's so horrible mm-hmm. and they showed a clip and I I can't get this out of my head I don't know why I don't know what kind of like connection I have to Mariah Carey I just feel like she's gotten a raw deal for uh-huh. a really long time and some of it is her own fault and some of it isn't but you know because I have this theory that like. The, the the age at which you become famous, you kind of become frozen right. cryogenically at that age because that's the point where everybody stops telling you the truth. Right. <laughs> they just tell you how fucking amazing you are for the rest of your life. Right. And then you get lambasted for being a shithead when it's kind of not your fault because if we all had people that started telling us how fucking awesome Just we are at smoke 14, up your ass. Yeah. yeah, then then we'd be like, oh, fuck you. But so, you know, when people give Justin Bieber a hard time or right. people would give, give Mariah Carey a hard time, it's like, listen, you have no clue what that's like. No, you very well don't. Um, but anyway, so Mariah Carey was on the Ellen show and everybody wanted to know if she was pregnant or not. If Mariah Carey was if pregnant. If Mariah Carey was pregnant. Right. So what Ellen did was give her champagne on the show. Oh. Yeah. Shady. Yes. And then was like, if she doesn't drink it. Then we then, know. Then we know. And it's like, uh-huh. and that's such a, a, a personal yeah. thing, especially if it's early in the pregnancy. Right. Where it's not something that you want to share publicly. And because you are a celebrity and your life is so much not your own, Mm -hmm. which I don't feel super bad because people choose that. To a certain degree. There's a lot of people that when you choose that career, you choose the fame that goes along with it. However, I do also think, you know, you're still a human being and you're still entitled to choose when and where and if. You let the world know, yes, whether yeah, you're pregnant there are or getting married or, or sick or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and she tried to force Mariah to drink the champagne. To drink, well, to 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 like she forced her into telling everyone whether she was pregnant or not because whether she chose to drink that champagne or not, and it was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What? Well, so what happened? I'm not going to tell you. Do you know? Did she drink the champagne? You're going to have to watch the clip. I'm not going to tell you. All right, I'm going to. You I'll can po- post that. Clip I'm going to. I'm going to put that in there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> this, this is going to be a lot. Of, this is going to be a lot of Google food going on here. Well, we got to. We got to. We got to keep you busy. Right. Keep yes, we do. <laughs> and so I think that, um, and then and then just recently, like within the last few weeks, Ellen had she was quiet for a long time yeah. about it. And then just within the last few weeks, she has, she's done her public apology, like so many celebrities before her. And I feel like the general response to that apology was like, we don't a big give a fat fuck. middle finger, man. A big fat, we don't give a fuck yeah. about your apology. Yeah. Let me show you what you can do with that apology. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I think that's, that is something 
different. I mean, we've always had, I think, a sense of schadenfreude with celebrities. Do you know what I mean by that? Uh, yeah, we talked about it in the Fernvay episode. Yes, we did. That's right. Would you like to remind everyone what uh, schadenfreude is? Schadenfreude, uh, I, I, my accent's not as good as yours. My German is terrible. Because um, I'm German and you're Italian. That's so, right. Yeah. Uh, schadenfreude is getting pleasure in somebody else's misfortune. Pretty much. Something like that. Yeah. Right. And that's that's kind of what we do to our celebrities, don't we? we right. We build them up to godlike status and then... When they do something that is insultingly human, right? We take shameful joy, which is what Schadenfreude yeah. translates to, in watching them fall, right? And it's super, super shitty. It's the it's one of the worst sides of humanity is to. It's shitty, but in it that. feels so good, though. <laughs> Why is that? I don't we know. We are the why. ones that put them there. We are the ones that do all of that. And then we pull them down and go, hey, you asshole. Like, why do we do, why are we on I both sides of that? I think, I think because, I think because we love drama and somebody always succeeding or always failing is not interesting. Right. It's when they, we need when the they pivot. flip the script, when they pivot. Pivot. That, pi- pivot. <laughs> the friends clip <laughs> ross <laughs> trying to move a sofa um when they make that pivot from one success modality to the other i think that's when it gets interesting because everybody who is not on that level gets it gives you that possibility that maybe if it's possible for that person then it might be possible for you i also think it's a a, a little bit of well, my life is shit, but at least I'm not that person. You know what? You know when I, I had a a researcher I worked with in Cuba many years ago, who, when he was giving the lectures, would talk about, "You think your life is shit? At least you're not the pearl fish." Do you know what the pearl? <laughs> do you know what a pearl fish is? I don't. A pearl fish is a tiny little fish that lives in the anus of sea cucumbers. <laughs> And what happens, one of the defensive strategies of sea cucumbers when they're being bothered uh-huh. is they flip their digestive tract inside out. They expel it. And you will see this if you find, I mean, and these sea cucumbers, are, they're called, I mean, there's a bunch of different types, but my favorite is the donkey dung sea cucumber because it just looks like a piece of shit. Like literally they all like a piece look like of shit. pieces of shit. Um, and if you bother it, and I love that in Spanish, the verb to bother is molestar. So if you molest it. <laughs> Um, I love Spanish. Right? And it's so descriptive. Mm. Then what will happen is it'll go, and this little tiny fish will come, will just appear, and then it goes right back in. And his whole thing was like, if you think you're having a shitty day, Mm -hmm. at least you're not a pearl fish. Try, try, Try being a pearl fish. Yeah. Right. Your life might suck, but living in the anus of a sea cucumber is probably worse. And that is basically schadenfreude. Yeah. And this is the thing, you know what, it's, it's, Sorry, I just want to circle back because circle I, back. Started, I started talking about the new season of David Letterman. Oh, right. Yeah. And then I started talk, we started talking about me cheating on you. On oh, Netflix. right. Yes. But Kim this Kardashian Kim Kardashian is... Kim Kardashian West. West. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck her husband. <laughs> Fuck her husband. Um, so one of the episodes is her, is, you know, and... and I'll be honest with you. I haven't finished it. You started it. I started it. Okay. 
because I really, really wanted to like her. Yeah, you wanted to hope that there was something. Because I've never seen an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and I didn't know anything. I just know that she's gorgeous. And you'd heard about like her magazine cover where she broke the internet with the champagne. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. But, but I, and I'm, I'm jealous of her makeup. Yeah, it's on fleek, eh? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, my God. Do people even say that anymore? They do now. I'm bringing it back. You say... (laughs) (laughs) Totes. It's so 2018. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So much has happened. But we were so young. We were so young. But... And I, I really wanted to like her. And then there's this extended scene of her and David Letterman in a CVS. He looks like the Unabomber with that giant he Santa does. beard. And, but yeah. like looking at pens and her going, oh, no, I don't like this one. Like, I like this. And I don't like this kind of pen. And when she signs her giant checks? like what? And like it's super like, you know that the thing is shut down. Basically, they shut it down because they're in there. And they're just she's just sitting on the floor opening pens, trying them all. But which ones? And, and like, some stock her, boys in the, the back going, are you uh, fucking kidding me? I got to clean up this mess. He's jerking off in the, back room, in the bathroom, actually. <laughs> but like, do you know? And then like, like her family comes in to watch the show, right? Because nobody knows who the guest is going to be until he announces it. Right. And they the li- come in, in the live and they're audience. like, oh, welcome to the latecomers. And they show up like right at the last minute before he announces who the guest is. And their seats are reserved in the front. And No, yeah. they're not. They're like in, you know, they're a few rows back. Okay. But it's kind of like, ugh. You know, already you're like, you can't be... Like, do you have to be so conspicuous? Do you have to, like... Yeah, but I mean... you have to do the thing? If all the Kardashians but Kim show up, the people are going to know who the guest is, No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, it's just... It's a spectacle already, right? And just... And just... I really, really want... And and maybe if I watch the rest of the episode, I will. Maybe you will like her? so far, I'm kind of like, ugh. Like, I did feel bad about the fact that, like, she talked about how her father, obviously, you know, what like, reinstated his his um his license to practice law to help out oj oh right because like but he was ca- a property lawyer wasn't they, he he was a real estate lawyer but they yeah. called him they called oj simpson uncle oj oh, oh wow really yeah and her mother who was very good friends with nicole felt like like she believed he did it he committed the murder mm. oj did so she they would go to her mom's house and it would be you know oj's guilty and then go to her father's house and like imagine like you know i mean we we both have Mm ex-spouses we both have children Mm -hmm. with those ex-spouses and we know some of the things that can can get lost in translation between mommy's house and daddy's house Mm -hmm. can you imagine like being a teenager and 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 being in the middle of all that and you go oh i almost feel oh wait (laughs) that's right i don't feel sorry for you but i'm gonna i'm gonna side on on the dad's side on that only because her mom is like what her mom is really fucking like wait 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 wait. didn't kim kardashian's mom like release the sex tape she did but i thought we were talking about the oj thing okay sorry yeah oh back to oj (laughs) i mean yeah that's a fucked up relationship when your own mother like releases your sex tape to make you famous yeah yeah that's a rumor but we don't know that yet but but i think we do but but you know i mean but that's kind of a fucking crazy but this is the thing we we kind of like we start to we start to relate yeah we're invested in and then you go 
Oh, fuck. Wait a second. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about the Kardashians, but I know that her mom released a sex tape. What? Yeah. That's, that's, my, mother, my mother never released a sex that's tape. That's too me. much information. I already know way more about them than I need to know. More. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> we do know too much. <sighs> I think we've kind of gone off. A little off topic there. A little off topic. But the thing is, is that nobody, like, and I found myself like, I don't give a fuck about Kim Kardashian. And I really wanted to. And I don't give a fuck about Ellen's apology. And I don't give a fuck about Matt Damon's problems. And, you know, um, the celebrity, you know, um, version of Imagine. You know, because <laughs> fuck John Lennon too. Oh, are fuck you, John Lennon. Are you just going to... Dis- just shit listen, on listen, every listen. beloved person. Yes, because you know what? Here's here's another thing you can put in those fucking notes. All right. Read Mark Manson's article, Love is Not Enough, where he makes a direct comparison between John Lennon, obviously of the Beatles, and mm-hmm. Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. It's fucking amazing. Is it good? Yes. If you haven't read any of Mark Manson's shit, you need to read that. He wrote an article in 2014 called um, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which, yeah. you know, was... Instrumental? It, well, and, and and it was the title of his first book, consequently. Yeah. That article changed my fucking life, man. That was a game changer. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's his shit. And if you read that Love is Not Enough article by Mark Manson... You go, oh shit! But anyway, this sort of celebrity rendition, the celebrity, you know, sort of all getting together, you know, um, we are the world style, mm-hmm. getting together and doing Imagine, yeah, and the world went, go fuck yourself, all of you, right? Or you know, even worse, celebrities telling telling us about Black Lives Matter, and unless you're a celebrity of color, go fuck yourself with that too. Right. Because like you give a shit. Or you even know. Or you what, even what know. What it's like. Yeah. Like taking check your privilege to another fucking level. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Well, and then, and then I mean, there's always that. And whitewashing seems like the wrong term after you just talked about Black Lives Matter. But, mm-hmm. but like when somebody dies. Like Sean Connery just died. Just recently, Sir, Sir, Sir Sean Connery just passed away. Oh, is he is he a knight? Yeah, he was knighted. Oh. Um, was that actually for beating women, or was that for his well? That's the thing, right? Like, it's it, and who was it that was was it James Fell that oh, it was wrote James that piece? Fell. He wrote a, 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 a. It was a great like Facebook post, essentially. Right. Basically, of, like it's possible for you to be both a good actor and a shitty person. Right. Like, why do we have to like forget? one to remember the other well and his point essentially and and i think this happens with a lot of celebrities who turns out they're flawed deeply flawed because the issue with sean connery is what that he beat women and and was proud well that's it goes beyond was very public about yeah beating women and that they kind of needed that they kind of deserved it deserved it needed it they're a bit mouthy or whatever (laughs) and so he just died and he was what 90 90 and it's like, what is it about being 90 that excuses you from all of your shitty behavior from age 
89 and below. Well, and the people are like, hey, man, like, he just died. Like, let him rest in peace. Oh, yeah, because they waited for RBG to be in the ground before, <sighs> before in, you know, installing someone who is basically a fucking troll of everything that Ruth Bader Ginsburg stood for and implemented and fought for. Jeez, how many more months are there left in 2020, man? I know. Can we can we just stop? It's <laughs> low key fuck twenty twenty, right? Like... No, 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 not low key. Like right fucking out there, fuck twenty twenty. Mm. But this is the thing. I think you know. I'm I'm actually, you know, death isn't a welcome thing. Mm-hmm. Usually, it is an inevitability. But I never thought that I would witness the death of celebrity culture. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sad. And I'm not going to that fucking funeral. Or if I am, I'm wearing red to that funeral because I think that the most insidious part of celebrity culture is making the rest of us feel like we're not good enough. Right. That there is always something more that we need. Better clothes, more exotic travel destinations, better cars, better beauty products and treatments, right? Like, I mean, that whole that whole complex is about creating flaws in us that only their product can fill. Yeah, creating problems that they have the solution for. Right. Or they're being paid to provide a solution for. Right. Yeah. And and I say good fucking riddance to that. Mm-hmm. Because in 2020, there's lots of shitty things that happened and are happening. Yeah. But I think that it's also been a time of introspection. Yeah. Reflection. Reality check. You know, um, I'm sure as an anthropologist, you're aware of the of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. And how safety and security and basically food water shelter is right at the bottom of that right and self-actualization is at the top of that the thing is you cannot get to those top tiers of the hierarchy if you're not if you haven't fulfilled those bottom parts right and i think what's happened in 2020 with covid is that it's knocked us all down a few notches Mm -hmm. to really look at what fucking matters and what doesn't matter right and i think what has emerged from all that is that celebrity culture and aspiration to fame fortune notoriety infamy is just bullshit (laughs) you know that celebrities are just people yep just people with probably more money than you with more money that's about it and some luck Sure. Being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And sure, there are some talented celebrities out there, mm-hmm. for sure. And there's some that died this year that we're sad about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? And there are celebrities out there that are using their fame and fortune and notoriety for something positive. Like, like for example, Ariana Grande, uh-huh. who, because of, I'm going to put the word alleged, Voter suppression, right. where people in the United States are lining up for hours and hours and hours to Just vote. to be able to cast their vote, yeah. Provided food trucks for free. 
entertainment. Yep. To make it easier for people to stand around all day Fuck. to cast their vote. Yeah. Which that's a whole other fucking Which whatever. we, I, I mean, anybody who is Canadian and votes, I think you'll join me in this incredulity of what it must be like to try and vote in America right now. I don't think I've ever, I don't think voting's ever taken me more than 20 minutes. I mean, there... In a federal election or any election. In your municipality, there are any number of churches or schools that are set up as polling stations. And community centers. Like within... A walking distance. Walking distance of where you live. And your employer needs to give you time off to vote. Yeah. They need to I give that I always let allowance. my employees, I yeah. always tell them this is the day that you're going to go vote and here's, the, come in at this time because you're going to have the rest of that morning to go and, and, and do, your, to right. do your voting. So yeah. Ariana Grande awesome. paid for all of that awesome. so that people would be more comfortable and entertained and fed yeah. standing around waiting to exercise their right to vote. Fucking hours. And what was the thing that you showed me the other day that brought us both to tears? And we don't even live in the United States. Oh my God. Taylor Swift lent one of her songs Mm -hmm. to a campaign ad. Yes. To get people to go out and vote. Oh my God. I'm tearing up thinking about it. Yeah. And it's like a minute and a half. Mm -hmm. And it's so fucking powerful. Yeah. Not only because of the message that it's giving, but of the fucking reality that it exposes Mm -hmm. that you have. What's happening? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I was young when the Soviet Union fell, Mm -hmm. like when the Cold War ended. Mm -hmm. I was very, I remember the Berlin Wall coming down. I remember it being a big deal. Mm -hmm. I remember Nelson Mandela getting out of of prison Mm -hmm. and the end of apartheid. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we're watching the next superpower Mm -hmm. collapse on itself. Mm -hmm. The way the USSR did Mm -hmm. now, like 30 years later, Mm -hmm. we're seeing that happen in America. And it's one thing when that country is on the other side of the world, speaking a different language that Mm -hmm. you have almost no contact or exposure to. Mm -hmm. It's another thing when it's your neighboring country where most of your media Mm -hmm. comes from Mm -hmm. and your products and all that sort of stuff. Like it is America and Canada are very, very similar in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and miles apart, obviously in, in and, others and have been close. Yeah. The, the longest unguarded, yeah, undefended border, undefended border in the history of humanity, basically. And is our border, I'm going to, which has been closed, which has been closed March. since March. And yeah. I just wanted to take this time to say that we are thinking of you. Oh yeah. And we are we are um we have very very strong emotions. I know a lot of our listeners and followers are from are in the, the States. United States. Yeah. And we are nervous for you mm-hmm. and we are heartbroken for you and we are going to be strong for you. You know, we love you. Mm-hmm. And we just want the best for you. Yeah. And um, and I think that, you know, this death of celebrity culture allows us to become more of a global human community. Yeah. When we start looking at each other and paying attention to each other and exercising empathy and compassion. Right? Mm-hmm. 
um, where we stop being distracted. Right. By people that we have literally nothing in common with. Nope telling us what's wrong with us and yeah. how to fix it and selling us the solution. Beware of somebody who can identify the problem and conveniently has a solution available for you, especially for money. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Let the, You've heard it from me. <laughs> Beatrice <laughs> <tells> says, <laughs> there is nothing wrong with you. You are perfectly amazing just how you are. I don't know how we got here. But anyway, um, so I think that the veil has been lifted mm-hmm. on celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. COVID has exposed what I think we've known for a long time, that this none of that shit is real and that the celebrities that use what they've achieved to do some good on this planet, those are the ones that will go down in history. Yeah. And I commend Taylor Swift and I commend Ariana Grande and I commend... You know, the late night talk show hosts that have worked so hard. I mean, leading the campaign. To, to tr- keep that going. Yeah. Um, to force us to look at what's real and what isn't. Yeah. And as we, I, I just ask that we not forget these lessons as we move forward. And at some point, Go back to, I don't want to say normal because I don't like that word, but. Something approaching what it, the world was like at the end of 2019 <laughs> rather than where <laughs> we are not, now in oh, the end of 2020. Cool. Yeah. Um, that we remember the lessons and the perspective and the empathy and the compassion and the humanity mm-hmm. that I think are the takeaways from all of this. So. Wow, that got heavy. It did because because I don't. That's happening after the U.S. election has mm-hmm. happened, but I'm certain we won't have results, and it's been weighing on us very heavily up yes. here. We talk about it a lot. Yeah, you and I. in our in our personal life, we talk about it because mm-hmm. it's just it's impossible. There's the the implications for this planet are so profound mm-hmm. with what is going on south of our border, mm-hmm. and it. I, it will not change overnight if the presidency no, no, changes. No, no, no. no. we but, have no delusions about that. But this, this, everybody is scared to hope on both sides <laughs> that their candidate wins. Mm-hmm. Because what does it mean for that country for the next four years and also the rest of the planet? Right. And so, I mean, you can't have this conversation without without talking about that, especially as close as we are like day mere days away from mm. from that election mm-hmm. so so we're thinking about you yeah we're thinking about you our and friends in the u.s take care of each other please do and don't care about celebrities and what they have and what they do and where they go and what they wear yeah it doesn't matter it really doesn't no no unless you're jason momoa in which case yes or the oh, rock oh yes and then b gives you permission to do whatever you want <laughs> Can I have permission to do whatever I want? Yes. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys, for listening this week. How can people get a hold of us, Dante? Uh, Well, you can visit our website, Mm cheatingonfear.com. Send us an email, info at cheatingonfear.com. We love to hear from you. Please do. We're trying to put together a mailbag episode, so we would love your questions. And we've heard from a few of you guys already, but we need more to be able to make a proper episode out of it. We are available on Instagram and on Twitter, at cheating on fear Mm -hmm. 
and we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cheating on fear. Yeah. And of course, our uh, we've got some affiliate codes out for Smartass Undies and for Hacienda Real Coffee. Two of our favorite things. Two of our favorite things. And <laughs> Underwear and coffee. Yeah, so check out the show notes and the ads at the beginning of the episode for the offer codes to get you guys a discount so you can get some of that amazing stuff in your in your in your paws. Yeah.